Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Not Quite Otaku Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Dunn. I'm your other host, Brandon Vogel, and we are joined with a special guest today. Very special guest. Hey, I'm Alyssa Brooks. <laughs> um, so to let all of you guys know, Alyssa is the mystery fiancé that I've talked about in a previous episode. So she's going to be joining us today um, to talk about stuff. So welcome to our show. He had her on because he, he had to prove to me that she's not imaginary. So <laughs> Yeah, so she's real. Um, it's not it's not a thing I made up. Um so today's episode, um, we're going to be talking about a few different things. This is going to be something that we're going to try out as a kind of like um, a structure for episodes is let's discuss. So we're going to discuss a few things in anime that have been um, relevant as of late. Um, we're going to be talking about first the Death Note movie, which I think is a very hot topic amongst fans of anime. And we're also going to be talking about Attack on Titan, just our thoughts on it. If we like the show, don't like the show, what we like about it, what we don't like about it, things like that. So, um, normally we start off with what we've been watching. Uh, Brandon, I know you and I had talked about this earlier. Yeah, so uh, we've both mostly just been watching things that we plan on doing future episodes on. So we are going to leave it a little mysterious now. Throw a, yes. uh, a light spoiler out there. We are doing Halloween-themed October, so... Yes, so just uh, look forward to the month of October. We're going to be doing a lot of Halloween-themed stuff, so um, if you're interested, keep tuned for that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a lot of different ideas planned, so it's not just going to be blood and guts the whole time. Um, also, if you want another spoiler for what we're doing, check out our Instagram. Uh, there's a picture up there that will give you a hint as to what the next episode will be about. Um, but first, I think I'd like to just ask you, Alyssa, so, you know, kind of like, what is anime for you? What is, you know... I mean, I live with you, so I've known you. So, it's, but just share with everyone, kind of like how you got into anime, what you like, what are some of your favorite shows, things like that. You know, why you like anime. Uh, well, I mean, I feel like when I was younger and you know, out at recess or whatever, like third grade, I remember having Pokemon cards and being able to, you know, play Pokemon and and watch it as well. But it wasn't until actually, like, I met you and started to like, honestly, like see you watch it and then you invited me to watch the Miyazaki movies and then we kind of like trailed in and got into uh different styles and now you kind of have an idea of what I like to watch so then you suggest them for me and then I just watch them <laughs> so, so what would you say a couple of your favorite shows you've watched so far are because you're rel this is relatively new for you right last couple years yes like maybe two years ago is when like I started watching the Miyazaki films so I mean honestly I'm on this podcast because I love Attack on Titan, and I literally just binge watched uh, Death Note and watched the movie last night. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I definitely love like what what do you call it the something life like spice of life or slice, slice, slice of life. Of, slice of life. <laughs> I I definitely like those. Uh, I love like the you know cute happy endings and stuff, so but I also like. Well, what are some of the shows? Like, name um, a few that we've watched or something you've liked oh that stood goodness. out to you. I mean, you know, I'm like... Well, like, I know. They don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you say it because I'm blanking no, on go. them right now. But then, you know, I do like the those type of shows. But then I also like Black Butler and Death Note. And so uh, I definitely have a wide range. You definitely liked Your Lion April. That yes. was one. Yes, so if you think thank Slice you. of Life, that's one. Yeah, yes. I'll, I'll save you on this one. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. And, yeah, I think, like, you, you know, you've watched Black Butler uh, recently and... And that was one that I chose to like watch by myself. You suggested mm -hmm. it. And then, you know, over the summer, that was, you know, my Netflix and chill. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely, you know, just me on the couch all day. So 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I guess we'll get started with uh, the meat of the episode. Um, something that I know Brandon, you and I are talking about it. We're really excited to talk about this. Oh yeah, I, um, I'm I, sure uh, Alyssa not, has and not, some. And not Attack on Titan. I I just I have so much to say about the Death Note movie, and honestly, I could sum all that up in just like one word, anyways. But true, I think we all could. But um, we're gonna try to be a little more eloquent and more elaborate on uh, our thoughts on it. So yeah, so let's like just give kind of a, a the basis. Um, so you know, Netflix came out with a live action. Death Note movie. Um, there have been live action movies in Japan. I owned the first one, actually. Um, have you Have you uh, seen? Just side note, real quick. Have you seen any of them other than the first one? Because I've only seen the first one of the. No, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. Okay. Um, yeah, the only reason I got the first one was it was part of a, a deal with the T-shirt at Hot Topic when I was <laughs> in like high school. So, so it was. Um, it was kind of like, oh, okay, I'll get this thing. So, um, so no, I've only seen the one. Um, which, from what I remember, I don't remember it being too bad or anything like that um it, it but, was mostly true to the story i think it was you know there's obviously yeah. things you can't do in live action that you can do in anime and uh i think that's something we'll talk about in a little bit because i think that is a, one of the biggest hurdles for live action exactly um so this movie is uh their adaptation um i guess let's just start with it so it takes place in the united states obviously different yeah, that's a little different. Although, even, you know, and I guess we should throw this out here. This episode will be very spoiler heavy. Oh, so if you have yes, not seen to say this again. either of these two shows, then should probably turn, tune out for this one because we are yeah. going to be talking both about Death Note, the show, and the movie that came out, and then Attack mm-hmm. on Titan. So go watch those shows, then come back and listen to it, <laughs> um, is really what you should do. But uh, yeah, so, so spoiler alert, we are going to go in depth on some things. There's going to be lots of spoilers everywhere um so yeah so it's so it starts off i mean okay let's just i'm trying to think of like where to even start with this <laughs> all right we um, can start, start at the beginning the very okay. first uh, actually let's try this first what are okay. some good things you could say about this movie before we even go into okay. anything else um well here let's i'm I'm just gonna come out and say first off i hated this movie let's just start there so we can we can just sit there I um think, i think we can all agree guys... on that yes yes Okay, so we can all agree. Well, and and I binge watched like the last like half of the show in two days, and then I wanted to watch the movie fifteen minutes later, and so yeah, so that was like an eye opener. So yeah, I agree with the hatred. Yeah, so it's been interesting. Um, you know, Brandon, you haven't seen Death Note in a while. You like the series, but you also think you still tell yourself that it was a 26-episode show or Yeah, whatever. so I, yeah. I think Death Note is one of my favorite animes up until the major story change that happens about a th- halfway between two-thirds of the way through the show. And I think it should have ended there. Like, you, that's, that's fine. Show's over. Good. The mm-hmm. last parts I was not a fan of. Um, so much so that I have rewatched Death Note a few times and just stopped halfway through it, basically. Um, but I still think it's a very strong show. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, so I haven't watched it in a while, but I, I've been periodically see, watching episodes with Alyssa as she was watching it and kind of filling in blanks of my memory. And, I mean, yeah, the ending is definitely a little convoluted. It gets a little less interesting. Um, however, I don't think it's as bad. I mean, I watched a few of the last episodes. I'm curious what your thoughts were on the entirety of the show, since this was, for you, Alyssa, first time watching it, first time everything you know, how did you feel? I mean, you know, based on what, you know, you were saying about the last 
bit of the episodes and what Brandon had said that you told me about, I had kind of low expectations for the ending, which then turned out to be pretty decent. But um, I don't know how far in depth I can, you can talk about. Like I can talk about the whole thing. I think, okay. I think we, so, can, we can run. We can assume that everyone listening has seen it. Okay, awesome. Just from here on so, forward, that's the assumption we're going to run under. So, you know, with my like fairy tale endings and stuff, you know, when Elle died, I was like, no, I'm done. You know, I was like, so, and I feel like maybe that's where you were. That's kind of where everything kind of like turned. And th- that's how I feel. And I, I think the the reason the show is good is the interactions between Light and L. And when you yes. remove the L yeah. character and replace it with mediocre versions of L, basically, I just thought it fell off very hard. I do like how it, it kind of went back to, you know, where he, he grew up and the history of him. But other than that, I kind of wish he was just there the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Playing the game. Um, yeah, so I think then now going into the movie, um, so we so we start off, it's in the United States. I'm like, all right, I'm on board with that. You know what? Yeah, that's, um, you you want to change it for localization? That's fine. Like, that's not fine. that's not important to the story. Yeah, really I can live with that. Like, I get it. Like, as a, as a huge anime fan, there's the, the purest part of me that's like, but it's in Japan or whatever. Like, I was able to get over it. Um, it's in a high school. Okay, I get it. Lights in a, like a co- he's a college student in the anime, yeah, but we're going we're going systems, high school. Like he he was supposed to be, I think, seventeen, eighteen. It's just the you know different systems. Yeah, different school systems. So yeah. I get it. Like that's you know let's make it a relatable thing for an American audience or Western audience. Whatever. So that's um, that's the first thirty seconds, and then you hit thirty <laughs> seconds later, and it's oh, uh, Light is now an angsty teen with behavioral problems. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. First and, big red flag. <laughs> Yeah, that's the big and and the and oh look at him, he's pining after this girl. Like he's he's you know, yeah, sitting there just ogling her the whole time, being an a, awkward kid. A thing that his character in the anime never once even showed a hint of. He had, right, like he had no interest in anyone other than him, you know, himself mm-hmm. and his his goals. So immediately, that was a thing to me that I was like, okay, this I'm already not feeling it, and I think that's where. So to talk about one of the, the major first problems I had with this movie is the characterization of Light was, I feel... It was it was just wrong, so, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it was so far off base. He um, wasn't the same character in almost any way where his, you know, his deepest motivation was trying to impress a girl, basically. And mm-hmm. he was very unsure of himself throughout the whole movie, which is complete opposite of how he normally is. And he like he tried to take on this victim mentality through a lot of the movie, and it's like none of these things are anywhere close to what Light is. Light is a headstrong, god complex, sure of himself, calculated individual that thinks through everything he ever does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so when that so then when that happened, I was already on edge with uh, what's going on. Yeah, I mean after like one minute you were like no no yeah. no and and I, i'm pretty sure someone heard outside but yeah. i mean it makes it, it i totally agree with you guys on, on that you kind of mm-hmm. um and so then so then we get this so, okay so then we're going further um so i'm gonna kind of go I, I took some notes as i watched the movie too so i'm gonna be referring to them sometimes um one of the biggest things is uh so he he finds the death note it falls from the sky and then he's now sent to detention and all these things you know angsty teen problems because he he's 
stops a guy from bullying the girl that he likes and he gets knocked out and they find out that he's been helping people cheat um so he finds the death note and the first time he sees sees ryuk that scene was just ridiculous yeah he is freaking out and so this is the thing like okay i get it you just saw a god of death like that would freak anyone out right yeah except that's not light that is not but that's first yeah that's not like and the hysterical screaming like this i just i had such issue with you know and it's it's not to not to about the actor who played him i think he was just miscast i really think that the the casting of, of light was not good see i i would agree with you completely but i i think that does fall on the actor a little bit as well where I don't know if he was getting misdirection and no one could save the script that is this movie. So there's all those parts of it. But he also was not even a little bit believable in his own character. Yeah, I thought there were so many times where it just he just played at the idea of stuff or it was so surface level. There was no subtlety to any of what was going on. There was a scene with him and his dad um, when he's asking about Kira and like it just everything just rang so false um you know like he didn't really believe what he was saying mm-hmm. in any of it and so so he gets the he gets the death note and um Ryuk's there and all, Willem Dafoe is Ryuk that's like the best the part opposite of the, end. Like, the best yeah, part and, the, and great the, casting yeah the the only good thing like that is the first thing when i was thinking what can i say good about this well the character Ryuk i'm not a huge fan of in this movie but Willem Dafoe as the actor for him perfect choice yeah and he, so then, um, he starts talking to him about the death note and the first death is coming up. And this is where one of the biggest problems I have with this movie comes up. Where, so where it goes a little final destination. Oh yeah. Yes. So it, so it's, so, you know, he, the thing also that was different too is, is Ryuk is instead of Ryuk being, um, like in Alyssa, you and I talked about this mm-hmm. is, is that in the anime Ryuk is basically like, here's the death note. This is what it does. This is what you can do. I'm not going to tell you to do it, but you can do it. Yeah, but he, I'm he's here. He's kind of a whimsical observer. Yeah, and yes. he's and he's like, and he doesn't necessarily take us. He just says, here's this thing. You make a choice. And Light decides to do what he does. In this, Ryuk is very much a an antagonist, and he is active. And so the first death happens. Um, he it's Ryuk who who makes it happen and he writes this ridiculous thing decapitated and you see this most absurd series of events happen where a woman drops her groceries some guys trip that or something then a car swerves another car swerves it hits and then a ladder shoots off the one and it slices the guy's head off um from like from just a you know above the jaw and so then there's just half of a head laying there and blood shooting everywhere and everyone's screaming covered in blood and right there i thought what is the tone of this? And there's that is so the whole opening sequence, and that happened about ten minutes into the movie, and we're still we start light at high school, and this whole sequence up to this event is still light at high school, and I think mm-hmm. that's where it absolutely lost me. As in, whoever wrote this and directed this has no idea what the tone of Death Note is. It almost seemed like they had never even watched it before. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just realized too throughout the whole thing i was waiting for a push and a pull and like how light can you know he would get like an obstacle but then he would overcome it in his weird dark way and then he'd like take a step and then he'd have to take a step back because of l like there was no 
I know that there's a proper word for it. But like there was no chess match. Yeah. Yeah, there was yeah. no chess match. There, there was no chemistry between, um, oh is it Nat Wolf and Lakeith Stanfield who played L? That's Which, Light and L. But... Another thing I'll say though, so so L's cast, I, I liked L. I mean, for what it was, I, I wouldn't so say it was a good thing, but I think I think Lakeith Stanfield did a pretty decent job, you know, characterizing the quirkiness of L. And yeah, I thought he had a nice take on it. Yeah, it was it, it know, was it, it stayed it had again, the hints. It's hard to it's hard to really judge them because it was written so poorly that you know it's not that I liked the character in the movie, but I did think he mm-hmm. had you know a, at least a respectable take on it. It felt like to me that he what was nice about it that he did it. I felt like and yeah, the writing for this movie was terrible. The dialogue, um, the constant f bombs being dropped, which I'm not a prude to swearing, um, but again, tonally, it just made no sense. It just looked like some terrible family drama half the time. With everyone, and emotionally, everyone was at the, you know, uh, emotional level of, like, a toddler. I was just going to, I was seriously, I was just going to say toddler. And then, you know, I when I would see um, L take candy and he would just, like, smash his hands in and then, you know, take it. And that's not really what was his character. And then towards, I, I had, a, like, a good feeling about him. And then towards the end when he would just, like, rage out. That would like scream and yell. Yeah, I, I, to me that was not, not at all. Him. Yeah, they threw a ton of uncontrolled emotion into this movie. Which yeah, is... and that's the exact opposite of what Death Note is. Yeah, it is nothing but cerebral and restrained. And um, sorry, just to go back to what my original point was earlier about um about L is that uh, I liked what he did in that he took some of the characteristics and mannerisms of L from the anime and incorporated them, but um you know, it was a nice nod to acknowledge the show and what was happening where, and I think that's the difference where I felt like light, I felt like there was no acknowledgement of, of who light was in the show. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, even, I would even agree the, with that completely. yeah, even the dad, I mean, at least there was that element of, he doesn't believe his son is Kira. Yeah. And things he's, like that. he's got a blind loyalty to his family. Although his family mm-hmm. is just his son as this in this one. Oh God! And then that's the other thing. His mom was his mom was killed. It's like, oh, and we have so, we yeah. have to give him a motivation to do this, other than he has this semi sociopathic god, god complex, which makes perfect sense. No, let's have his mom be killed so he's trying to get revenge for his mom, and then just gets dragged into this terrible thing by Ryuk that is the Death Note, and his yeah. evil girlfriend or whatever, who had even worse of any sort of characterization or motivations like the fact that she is a character throughout this whole movie is just tragic well and i don't know if you guys saw so her name was mia misa i was like okay so she's like supposed to be like misa except it's not at all like it so whatever but um i mean i know it's hard to you know condense a i don't know how many 37 37 episodes. episodes into an hour and 40 minutes or so but i just feel like there was very little connections that you can be like oh yeah this is just like you know the same things or you know oh here's some differences because you are transferring it to a film but i just had to stay like literally separate the two so then i could try to enjoy it and that's where the thing i think it fails it too is it's not even a good movie so let's just like if i try because i went you know i tried to go into it with i had heard some things i tried to go into it with an open mind as just a movie, it's not good. Yeah. Then as an adaptation of something else, it's even worse. Mm, yeah. So, like, you can't even enjoy it, enjoy it, I feel like, on the on the fundamental level of, that's a good movie. It just didn't really stick to the story. 
Um, it just was, I mean, so like the gore, there was constant gore, just people's blood spurting everywhere, like super hokey blood spraying effects. And I looked up the director and his name's escaping me right now, but that's what he's known for is horror films. Yeah. So there again is another problem. Why did you pick a horror director to direct this, this movie? Yeah, that because, has no horror was, elements to it. It was called Death Note. That must be a horror. Let's get this I horror mean, guy it, on top of it. Like, yeah, who, Death Note does. I want to know what the thought processes were that went to make this movie that everyone was on board with it. Like, no one went for a second and just said, "Wait a minute, this is probably a bad idea." Yeah, I mean, and like, there were just so many elements of this this that just felt so off. I mean, just. Like you said, with Light and his motivation being the girl, and then there's just like 800 makeout scenes in it yeah. of high schoolers just making out, and, I'm, and I don't know, I don't want to see that, and it just doesn't make sense. And it's, it's not and relevant. It's not. I mean, it, it's relevant to their version of the story, I guess, sure, but it just got so. Um, it's just the teenage angstiness, and you know, Light was just he came off as just a whiny brat most mm-hmm. of the time. I feel like he couldn't even, you know it said that he was smart and you know um did people's papers and stuff like that but i felt like there was no he was always trapped up until the end and then he came out with this like stream of events that this absurd absurd like string of events yeah that saved him and then which should have something that should have happened in the beginning because in the show he did all of these things to try to compete with L and all these events would play out and then one or the other would win that like round that match. Oh yeah, and let's let's just real quick go to their first encounter face to face. Are you going to talk about the scene in when they're in that like diner? Where they're in that diner where yeah. L they meet thirty seconds later. L's like, oh yeah, you're Kira, and Light's like, uh, wait, no, no, I'm not. Oh, okay, you got me. Yeah, I probably am. <laughs> yeah. Like, there was there was no and, jockeying for it at all. He was just like, no. yeah, you you just don't understand, okay? Yeah, yeah. And it became again it affected teenage angst. Like you, you just don't get it, man. Like, yeah. You just don't understand. It's hard being a thing and, and killing people and stuff. And <laughs> yeah. I got a girlfriend. And yeah, it's just I'm trapped, man. And I then, got pulled in. I'm trapped. And then and then the fact too is like, okay, so this is I from coming from an acting background too. Knowing where your location is. So they're in a restaurant, in a crowded restaurant. I don't know about you. If I were doing a scene like this, maybe I would think about, I'm in a crowded restaurant shouting that I've killed a bunch of people and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Isn't the best choice well, as an actor. So that, again, is like directing it. And I'm looking at that from my perspective of, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm God's gift to acting in any way, but um, just saying that, you know, that's a basic tenet of being an actor is, you know, understanding your environment and acting accordingly. Yeah, and that was even, so after he killed the first person, you know, five minutes later, he's running down the hallway with the Death Note in hand, showing it to his girl that he likes but doesn't know and shouldn't trust at all, like, right away. That was the other thing. It's like, so you go through watching the show, and, and Light is so intent on being specific about who knows about things, and he only does it when he knows he can have the advantage or like with Misa because she he finds out she has a death note and things like he he only does things to his advantage, and yeah and here he is I said, what world does a do you rant show a girl that you know nothing about like let's say that they knew each other and they were friends and he's like you know what this girl's into some weird stuff yeah she's into messed up things she probably would like think this is cool I'm gonna show her this death note and we'll plan on killing a bunch of people together and that's how we'll bond and that's the other thing like their whole relationship was based on like hanging out grossly making out and then and like watching people. the news and killing people yeah um so 
it was just like there was no believability to that. I'm who I just don't and I don't know what girl's response would be. Oh, cool, really? Yeah, watch this. Someone just died. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just. I guess maybe that's like their like whole thing of getting the Kira followers, and maybe that's they're like, oh, she's gonna join them. That's the only thing I could like kind of muster up and be able to say about that. Because... Wait, what do you, like that? That's just their way to like to have him be able to have all the followers he had like he did in the show? I guess so. I mean, I feel like they just, like, made their own movie, and then they're just kind of like, oh, here, let's make the letter L on the screen, and then this guy kind of pop up for a second. Or here, let's just throw these names around, because then we'll make it this movie called Death Note. Mm-hmm. You know, just putting their, their names in there and then making their own story. Yeah. That's, I mean... that's definitely what it felt like. It So... <laughs> This probably no one will get this reference, but you've seen Donnie Darko, right? Yeah, I have. Have you seen Samantha Darko, the sequel? No. So oh this is reminiscent of that. Yeah, it's a terrible movie where it seemed like someone read the script to Donnie Darko, and which is a pretty complicated movie about time travel and all this other stuff. Yeah. Someone read the script once and was like, I think I got it, and then wrote their own movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like... Um... It just felt, so one of the things I said when we were watching it is I felt like they were, I felt like this was just making fun of the people who liked Death Note. I felt like it was a big slap in the face and a mockery of it. Um, The power ballads. What was with all the power ballads? What was with all the, like, the music in this movie was so weird and so offbeat. The only thing I'll give them is there was that little nod to um, the one song in Death Note, The you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. If you watch the movie, you'll hear it. I'm not going to try to imitate it and embarrass <laughs> myself. So um, that was the only thing. But I mean, like this, just the and the cheesy songs that played. It was so on the nose and so obvious. In the 80s or something. Well, it was 80s style, and then like the lyrics were, you know, just I'm trying to think of what the songs oh, were. I it was something at the dance, and there was yeah I forget what song it was, but it was like too obvious. It was just so yeah. obvious about yeah. you know this hey guys guess what's happening in the movie like right now scary movie here's they... the tone um yeah and so it just felt like i said to Alyssa when we watched i said like it's just like they're mocking everyone i felt like it was they took a franchise they said hey we can make some money off this because people like it and but but we're not gonna do it any justice and we're just gonna kind of make fun of all of you for liking this thing we're gonna make it as hammy and cheesy and terrible as we can and slap this name on it so that you all watch it and we can laugh at you for watching it because it's a giant turd. Yeah, I, I I will go as far to say right now that this this movie is far, far worse than Dragon Ball Evolution, which is saying, which I haven't seen yet, it's but... saying a lot because that movie is terrible. <laughs> yeah. But at this least there was an it. air of respect for the source material in it. Mm-hmm. A total miss on it, but... You know, it just this just seemed like they didn't even they like it seemed like the writers and the director had never watched the show before, mm-hmm. and so didn't have a baseline of what you know. If you change things, usually adaptations can use a little bit of change because there are things like especially with Death Note. I think the biggest thing I thought when I heard the movie was coming out, it's like okay, how are they going to do in the show? A lot of the dialogue is you know internal monologues drive a lot of the plot. It's a lot yeah. harder to do that in live action. It almost mm-hmm. as it seems comes off as a lazy tactic when you're not having dialogue between characters and because pacing is a little, you know, faster. Yeah. But they just missed on everything. Like that was 
they didn't do that and it wasn't even a factor he did like talk to himself i think in the beginning or towards the beginning but it just didn't sound right and i know that might like you were saying like it might be hard to transfer over but i think that that was just his character in general which was not light at all so i guess maybe as he was speaking it was too angsty for me yeah, well, and I knew you guys were saying so. But no, but I, but it's good to bring it up because actually, this is another point I was going to make. Um, I think we could probably agree on it's, it's probably one of the things. So, like, what makes Death Note appealing to people, I feel like, is, and I think I mentioned this, um, before, is that, uh, you know, the idea of being able to be a god and being able to serve justice, I think, is something that people can relate to. Yeah, Am I right? and I think mm-hmm. I think that is one of the appealing things of Death Note is both main it's... characters are. You can have a sense of justice and you can understand both of their senses of justice. Yeah. And so that's the thing. And so one of the things I found with this movie is that there was nothing about this version of light that was relatable or likable as opposed to in the, in the anime, I could relate to light his sense of these criminals are terrible people and I'm doing everyone a favor by getting rid of them. And maybe it's not necessarily the the right thing to do. Um, or, you know, the, the, the normal path that is taken to, seek justice on these people but i'm doing everyone a favor and i think people can understand that line of thinking you know um and then you know he's a likable guy because he's intelligent he's good looking he's um smart he's he you know he's very uh, charming and so like that's what makes people be able to believe him and fall into what he's doing yeah where and that's ch- no one could charming be... is the thing that was lost most in and the there's movie. no <laughs> charm to this version of light and so it's like Everyone, if I were anyone, I'd just be like, "You're. What are you crying about? You and and why would I believe you in anything you say? Because you've proven you're a liar, and you've proven that you um, you know, you get into trouble all the time, yeah. and that you are just an angsty, whiny teen. So there's nothing charming about you. There's nothing. There's nothing about him that was endearing. He was. I, I just found him absolutely, you know, um, repelling in every way. Yeah, I mean, light light Yagami versus light Turner. I mean, I just completely different. Uh, yeah. I don't think I have one good thing to say about light Turner, mm-hmm. right? It's Turner, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, it yeah. Is, it is Turner. It, it just, I, I, when I heard that, I was like, I, I understand like making it, you know, some sort of like American last name or whatever. But um, yeah, just just definitely comparing them. I can't really think of one thing that would connect those two from the show to the film no yeah, there, was, there, there was nothing there really isn't and all right let's let's talk towards the end real quick oh yeah so so l like we were talking i think also had his very bad mischaracterizations especially just character wise from the plot things like going on tv right after being you know kind of shown to us and you know, little which, things like that. that which kind of... I got to, again, like Alyssa was saying, you got to condense some of the story yeah, for time. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, and I, you know, I you get can't that. have all the face. I just, but These I didn't like them. forgivable things. Um, but towards so... I still, like, wanted it to still be a mystery. Like, I still wanted yeah. him behind the scenes. I was strung to him. So when I when he, like, died in the show, or, uh, yeah, in the episodes, um, it was so sad. I didn't want to continue to watch. And, and I, I think that there was, like, oh, you know... The funeral and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, slowly after an episode or two, then M and N came in. But he was so important. So it was so hard for me to try to like this, you know, Ella in the uh, in the film. Because 
I don't know. I think you guys can continue. <laughs> no, I think that's, I mean, yeah, I think that makes total sense though, is that even, you know, they, they showed their hand so soon, you know, it's yeah, like, how it, could you, there was, there was a lot of that. And then towards the end. So, uh, still has Watery, who is similar to his character. Like, they they did a better job on that side of things. <laughs> that was probably, of, like, the best. Of yeah. kind of sticking... At, at, least, at least it felt like it came from the anime. Like, it felt mm-hmm. like it was an attempt at making, you know, this kind of relationship exist, and, you know, the kind of way L did things was kind of similar. Um, but how he just went full-on, you know, mindless emotion... When yeah. when Watcher he died, like he he wouldn't even come close to something like that, and it's you know he is also just as calm as calculated as Light is. He would put people's lives on the line all the time, and it was just kind of like, well, this is greater good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it's funny because you know we didn't we never saw that in the in the show because Watcher died and then pulled the plug and then uh, L died like thirty seconds later. You know, yeah. so we never really got to see anything like that. Um, Which I like. I'm fine with that. The I'm very I'm very fine with plot changes when it comes to live action adaptations because it is definitely necessary to transition, especially from a long show to a movie. Things have to be changed. Things have to be condensed. And if honestly, mm-hmm. if I'm watching an exact retelling of the anime, I might as well just watch the anime because it's right. still probably mm-hmm. going to be better. Um, that's true. Yeah, but but when a... it's when it's gross mischaracterization of characters, I think characters need to stay true to themselves. Yeah, by I feel and like large, it's the thing about this whole movie is that, and I think with adaptations is keeping with the spirit of of whatever the source material is. Um, you know, this, I'm just laughing about this because I think this is we've referenced Lord of the Rings. I don't know how many times on this no, podcast, which is like really you. funny. It's all me. It's always me. <laughs> this is this is my go to analogy, but um. But if you think about something like Lord of the Rings, why was it so successful? Because it stayed pretty true. It kept the spirit of it. And I know there were things that were left out, but people were were okay with it because it stayed true to the source material. Um, I don't know. You read The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games stayed pretty true to that too, don't they? For the most part, yeah. I mean, I yeah. only read the first two, so... Okay, but it kept the yeah. spirit of, the spirit of like, what that was. Mm-hmm. You yeah, didn't like, feel that's like... That's why Harry Potter was so grossly successful. Duh, Harry Potter, yes. exactly. And I read The Girl on the Train and watched... Uh, if anybody, I don't know, it's a girl thing, but I, I don't know. Um, the girl on the train was pretty, pretty good. But, but then again, I don't remember where she was based. I think it was London, and then they had it in New York. Yeah. So I, I, kinda... almost, I almost read the girl on the train because I thought it was the fourth <laughs> girl with the dragon tattoo book, but I learned it wasn't, oh so I did. <laughs> um, one thing that I did kind of like about the movie, um. Back to Death Note was the one scene with Watery trying to find um, their his file, his name, and that whole scene of him going through. I don't like how he was like dazed until his death. Yeah, you know, I know that's part of the Death Note, but I did like how he had to go through different places. Um, like, kind of gave me some sort of mystery, like, oh, gonna what's going to happen? One of the few times that there was suspense in this movie. Exactly, yeah, suspense, it was probably yeah. the only time there was suspense in this movie. Is like, yeah, is he going to find something? When's he going to die? Like, it was this. Yeah, it was the there only was no time tension. a clock was really put on anything. You know. Mm-hmm. So I guess I guess we found two things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's a few, and so I think the the biggest thing is also oh, let's just can we talk about the um, the ending. With the Ferris wheel and falling off, and then they're they're like they're bickering in the Ferris wheel, 
I thought you, well, I thought you were going to do this and you would have done that. And then this, how could you do this? Blah, blah, blah. And it just became this ridiculous, petty fight. And it's just like, they're going to die. And then the whole thing of the Ferris wheel falling and then they fall in the water. And then again, we talked about this ridiculous series of events where he gets this, you know, molesting doctor to save him. And then he jumps out a window and then the pedophile gives him the death note. And then he, um, kills himself with carbon monoxide in his car. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, all right, you know, like that's a really deus ex machina way to get this thing wrapped up. And, you know, I, this was one thing that, okay, yeah, maybe they did watch the anime because there is that, you know, I think they were trying to recreate their own version of that whole thing where Light and uh, Misa go into captivity and he's got trading death notes all over the place and, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So they're trying to, like, you know, pay homage to that is what I felt like. Um, but they they really didn't think it through, which is this whole movie just seems like they really didn't mm-hmm. think anything through. Like that, at least within the utter genius that is Light in the show that he is described yeah. as, like this is a child prodigy. Um, they made it make sense that, that, but that they made could, it have a level of like believability. Yeah. Not with this person. He had a plan. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> There's a plan at and the that's end. A, and that's the thing. But but that's an f- interesting thing to think about is that he had a plan. Throughout that entire movie, it seemed like he was always going off of instinct and emotion and not into any intellect. And that's the biggest thing is, like I said with this whole movie, is everyone functioned off of emotion, raw emotion, where the anime, everyone functioned off of intellect and thought. Yeah. And that made it, so it made it just unbearable to watch this because it became, every scene became a screaming contest. And I wrote a note and I said, can anyone in this world function? Like, can anyone in this world function like a normal, <laughs> rational human being? Yeah. Or is everyone just a a barbarian who just screams all the time? Yeah, and that was because the only time it, anyone screamed in the anime is when Light was getting ramped up in his own head and, you know, having his delusions of grandeur to himself. And he would basically be yelling to his his conscious, but like never out loud. That was never a part of it. Mm-hmm. And so... I mean, and it goes just again, you know, the two characters are completely different. And I just feel like in the first episode where, or first couple episodes, whatever, which one it was, uh, where Light does try with the death note, he's just very calm and he's just sitting at his desk and he's just like, let me just write this down real quick. Let me test this. All right, cool. Let me see what else I can do. Let's do this, you know? Yeah. And there's no being put up to it by Ryuk, which is just kind of bothering me because then it took yeah. then it took the responsibility off of the character, and it's like that's such a that's such a yeah. And it, it took they changed him from the you know driving force of the show really him and L to he's just oh he's just a pawn he's just a victim in what's going yeah. on like this is just some like big the... scheme. Ryuk even says like oh well if you're not gonna do it then I'll find someone else who will like Ryuk is the big evil guy controlling everything that's going on it felt like such an american way of telling the story of like let's not let anyone actually take responsibility for their actions right you know what i mean like it's just such a like let's give everyone deniability you know let's let's just put it on this god that no one else can see right you know god forbid we actually have a character where he has to pay for his actions and the consequences that come with it you know, let's just put it all well. You know, he was just this innocent victim to this god of death who yeah, forcibly you, made you him know, you do could, all this stuff. You could tell he felt so bad at the end, so, you know, it, it makes it all better. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and that was his his sad little scene in his hospital bed all bloated and beat up and whatever. 
and then and then it just ends and yeah. it ends with nothing it's got ryuk in a corner was he laughing like, or something and... yeah and it i the whole movie i was kind of thinking in my head like all right so they're they're gonna pull a just total bs you know nondescript ending with the because the, that's the quality of movie it is you know mm-hmm. rarely is having that kind of ambiguity in the ending of your movie a good thing there are exceptions but for the most part that's lazy you know that's we don't want to give you any definitive closure to anything we're just going to kind of throw out uh you make your own ending mhm and i think i think i don't know if this is their attempt to keep it open to a a sequel? I hope not. Sequel or something? Oh. And not, it won't. But, like, there's no I don't way. Think so. it will. The reception it got, I feel like I don't feel. I I can't. I don't know if I know anyone who said they they liked it. I think it went from it was okay to an abomination. Yeah. Um. But but the other thing, just real quick, and I think we should move on to Attack on Titan. Um. But one real quick thing, I think, and I just want to hear your thoughts on. What if they had done this as like a, a short series, so like a five-part series? Would you think it would have been maybe more successful? I mean, um, aside so from under current writer and director, no, it doesn't matter what format it was in. Uh, the point was totally lost. The like you said, the, it's the atmosphere of Death Note was not there. There was no feeling like it was a similar thing. It was not relatable at all. Um, under different people's guides, yeah, I think, you know, maybe a five-part, hour-long miniseries, much in the style of what a lot of British shows do, sure. What do you think, Alessa? I think so, and I feel like they would be able to get into detail a little bit more, uh, introduce those characters that weren't introduced that I do like. Um, the, um, you know, the other cops and stuff, I, I, I would I would have liked to see all those Yeah, guys. there's a lot of good side characters in Death Note in the anime. Yeah, are, I, I think yeah. I would have... You know, um, and Ryuk and all of his friends. Yeah, there's no um, Rem. Rem, yeah. Um, or the other guy whose name I, I forget, forget his name. But the third one. Yeah, <laughs> the third <laughs> the one. The third hero. <laughs> um, yeah. He just came to get his book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you mean the other? The third uh, Shinigami, yeah. Shinigami, Shinigami yeah. yeah. Um, do you think even now, like Brandon said, do you agree with the whole thing of even, but if it was under this director, writers, whatever. I, I think that work, they would have to get rid of those guys. Yeah, we don't need them. <laughs> yeah, me too. I agree. So all in all, folks, um, I think you can probably tell after, I don't know, 30 plus minutes of us going on about it. Um, we hate this movie. Um, so let me just ask, uh, would, would any of you recommend this to any, even your worst enemy? No, I give it a zero out of, out of two Shinigami eyes. <laughs> um i think i would make it into a drinking game maybe i'll type something up for you guys <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that might be the best way to watch it, yeah. is to do it as a drinking game. Um, I, yeah, I, I would... so i had to break it up i watched it a half hour out of time on three different days because it Jeez. just was so rough i, I took it all I in one go back to it. yeah <laughs> I, think, I think if i had stopped i would have stopped forever so yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about something else that's, I think, a little more positive. Um, so kind of recently, uh, well, maybe about a couple of months ago now at this point, but um, Attack on Titan Season 2 wrapped up. Uh, it was 12 episodes, and uh, good news, Season 3 will be coming in 2018, so they say. Yeah, it's, um, it's not, so not going to be another five-year gap. Yes, or whatever it was. I mean, yeah. what maybe was it? Four, it was two thousand. Was it? I thought it was twelve, but maybe it was thirteen that season one came it out. Might have been thirteen that season one came out. Um, but it was a, I, and and so, um, because we were gonna, you know, we wanted to talk about Attack on Titan, so, and the new season. So Alyssa and I, we 
binge watched the first season. I think we like we knocked that out in three days, wasn't it? Season one. Season one. Yeah. Then. Yes. Like two years ago. No, no, no. Just recently. Remember we we rewatched it. Oh, oh yeah. Oops, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. So so um, yes, we we did binge watch it the first time. Yeah, and I was gonna t- I was just gonna say too that was you know besides all my light and fluffy enemies that was my first one with lots of death and stuff to that was the first kind of series I got into. Yeah, that so. was the first really intense series I feel like you started watching. And then from there, we started to watch more. Because it used to be I would just watch stuff, and sometimes you join me and, you know, whatever. But you never followed a series entirely. I mean, we, um, had, we had our TV trays dinners. We were like, let's go. Yes, like, that's <laughs> like what we do now a lot. It's, it's like, we're going to eat dinner. We're going to watch an anime episode while we do it. Um, don't worry, guys. We actually talk to each other, too. So, <laughs> no. But, um... I mean, you, you probably talk at her, but... Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's something, right? But... Um, I'm a good listener. Yeah, she's a great listener because she has no choice. No, um, just kidding. But uh, yeah, so that was, but that was an, an anime. I think that you know, for us, was one that we watched together. It kind of led to watching more stuff together, which I think is really cool because you know we share a lot of same interests. Um, obviously, we're together and we're gonna get married, so we better hope we like some of the same things. But um, I think that was like a, another thing that we kind of found we could talk about and stuff. So it was cool. I don't know. You guys are all laughing at me. Whatever. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, and to doing this podcast, I, I, I would be like, oh, you know, he'd be like, oh, let's watch this. What do you think? How did you think? You know, this was two years ago. What do you think about Attack on Titan? Like, what are your thoughts? And I'm like, it was good. And so actually being able to come on here and talk to and talk with these two guys is awesome because I didn't really have an opinion before. And now I get to depict everything and and talk about what I actually like and what I didn't like. So yeah, and um, for us, uh, for the viewers out there that may may not know that we like we'll talk on the phone for four hours just like this about anything like anime, yeah. video games. Like this is just we're having a conversation. This is yeah. This is literally you know the Cleveland sports teams. You yeah. name it. Um, <laughs> um, so, um, but it. So I think Attack on Titan. So yes, yeah, so we had this. So we had the the new season. So we watched all of that. Brandon, you watched the second season. Yeah, I finished it up. I finished up the second season yesterday. So let's let's talk about first. Um, I'm curious. I know Brandon, you and I have had kind of different opinions on Attack on Titan, and I know it sort of can be a divisive anime. I think some of it had to do with the fans of it. Uh, that was sort of a thing, um, maybe. But I, I don't know a ton about it. I've just you know I've, I've watched some things about that and learned a little bit more about it. But um, oh, so that, I think I I guess I'm not too familiar with that then, with it being kind of so divisive. I, like what um, can you expand? Just well, a little I th- bit? well I think it's it's that sort of thing where. When an anime gets super popular um, and it becomes mainstream, there's sort of a division, which sometimes happens, where people are people are um, kind of they're they're not. A, I'm just trying to think of the word. Is it, is it kind of that mentality of like, oh well, you know, I was watching this and they're not real anime fans. Like yeah, that it's that thing. it's that. Oh, you just like the popular stuff. You just like what's cool. You know, it's you yeah. like what's cool, what's hip. It's like it's like if you're a sports fan and your favorite teams are the Cowboys, the Lakers, and the Yankees. You know what I mean? You just like yeah. you just go with you just go or you know or maybe now a better analogy would be the Cowboys, the Warriors, and the Yankees. The, the pa- or like Patriots, that. the Warriors, and Patriots. the Patriots. Yeah. Or We're... or for somebody who doesn't watch football. I mean, I I watch football, but I would say. Oh, you know, what kind of music do you like? Oh, you know, the radio. Top 40. The yeah. Top yeah. 40, yeah. You know, where you just like what's popular and what's in, and you're just jumping on the bandwagon. You're not a real fan of it, or you're not a true anime fan. Okay, and so yeah, I feel like yeah. there was... I could see that, you know, 
Yeah, there's because I mean, Attack on Titan is everywhere still. I mean, well, I mean, the new season came out, but for years, even in between in that gap, you could find Attack on Titan merchandise. People talked about it. It was a thing. And yeah, I think it was um, it was one of the. Someone else said this to me, so I don't know about the timeline lining up and whatever, but like it was mm-hmm. one of the driving forces for Netflix to really bring on a ton more anime because they had put Attack on mm-hmm. Titan on like three years ago or something, and it did really, really well. And they're like, mm-hmm. hmm, maybe we'll try. You know, they had been playing anime for a long time, but then that got yeah. into them bringing more of the like sub stuff that isn't just old stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think. Um... You know, for me, what I feel the way I feel about anime like that is I think it's great. I think it's great that more people like it. I think it's if it's a gateway in for people, um, that's awesome. The more people who like it, and I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it becoming more mainstream because then it's you can talk to people about it more. I mean, we had an experience where we were riding on a bus back to Cleveland from New York, and two guys who were getting on the bus were wearing scout uh, the scout jackets with um. With, you know, and it wasn't like our we have we were you know characters we, we were, were scouts scout for halloween, halloween last year and you know we just got like the the halloween version jacket yeah, we got the cheap jacket they had like the like jean material the tan jean awesome material of, legit like patches not like just glued on or anything mm-hmm. and, yeah and, oh my god they were two two awesome twins and they were like talking to us for like the first hour of the trip just about anime hmm uh, oh, you should, you know, oh, Samurai Jack, you should watch Samurai Jack. Oh, you hear this? You should do this. You should do this. Yeah, well, yeah we were talking about the new Samurai Jack, but we talked about other things, which is technically is but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's, sorry. Nah, that's a discussion that we will have eventually oh, on this that's podcast. That's true, we'll have a discussion oh, about that. Oh, see, there you go. Not, so, not about Samurai um, Jack, because I couldn't I couldn't be forced to watch that whole show. That's just my opinion. I, yeah, I think I, I only watched it, an but... episode or two, but it was just the, the conversations that yeah, we had Yeah, no, we had up. conversations and we talked about, did you watch this show? Did you watch that? And we talked and we, you know, we shared shows that we should all watch and things like that. And it was great to just, that was a way for people, total strangers to connect, you know? And I thought that was awesome. And um, I think that's like the cool thing about that. So, or I remember, you know, even on Halloween when we were the, our scouts, you know, we're going through the Port Authority bus terminal in New York City, and random people are just like, oh, Attack on Titan, that's awesome, you know, people were excited, so to have that level of, um, you know, being, uh, that level of popularity, I think it's a cool thing, so. Yeah, and I, I, I'm with you, I think it's very good for just culture, for, I guess my culture in general, because I like anime a lot, and it's, anytime it's something that's more open to other people, and it allows me to have those conversations with them, I think that's awesome, especially when it's something like Attack on Titan, which is, you know, it has become the mainstream, but when it came out, I, it was a couple years out before I heard about it, and not that yeah. I'm the be-all, end-all authority on this, but, like, I keep up with my <laughs> anime conversations, so. Yeah, no, it was definitely, it took, I heard about it a little bit later, and I, so I feel like, you know, Attack on Titan is that sort of the anime that, what Death Note was in the mid-2000s, what Cowboy Bebop was in, in the, the late, late 90s, 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that mainstream one that it transcends anime. Um, so to say the least, I'm a huge fan of the series. I really like it. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts, Alyssa? Well, I mean, I watched it with you, so I know. Um, <laughs> no, I really, I really do like it. And, um, I am just glad that the, you know, all the times that we did watch it, we got to binge it. I don't like waiting anymore. Now that Netflix came out, I hate waiting weeks. <laughs> you know, weekly for the next one to come out. Um, you know, we're watching My Hero Academia and I we binged it until, you know, the new episode didn't come out. So now we're waiting every week to watch it. 
and I don't like it. I like to binge it through. So, um, but no, I definitely, I like it. Um, I know it's slow, but I really just want things to happen. So I don't want to wait for season three. So I guess mm -hmm. that's my only like thing is that I just want to, things to happen right now. <laughs> so, yeah, and Brandon, uh, what are your thoughts after watching season two? Because we've talked about you kind of had... Okay, so after after and... season... After watching season one, I was incredibly lukewarm on this show. Um, mm -hmm. It's... And part of it was the hype factor. I didn't watch it till last year, I believe. So I had been told so many times how good it was. So I did go in with very high expectations. And there were just, it's not that I necessarily think it was bad. I think it was more of a jury still out because it just, it lacked, I don't know. It, it seems to me it lacked an overall purpose almost. Like the, there is not a lot of big picture to it for the first season. And the Titans themselves are the biggest gripe I have with it is that like they, I, I smile when I see them. Like to me, they're comical. They're not terrifying. So it see, really, where... it really takes me out of a lot of the scenes. And that's where I think you and I always disagree is that I find the Titans because they're so ridiculous looking. Sometimes it's more horrific that there's a smiling and they even mentioned in the show that they're smiling as they do these things. And it's just yeah. horrible. It, it just makes it more terrifying than if yeah, they were and, these vicious looking angry. Things. And and I know I'm in the minority on that opinion. Like they, they have clearly done a very good job of portraying what you see them as like, cause that mm -hmm. is from what I've, talk to people about like that is the overall viewpoint that people have on it and i don't know what it is about it if it's just the anime style or what and i think that might be so that here's another thing i guess is mm -hmm. i don't really care about any of the characters i find them all not relatable and i can't put my finger on to why though so i don't mm -hmm. know if it's just something specifically of that animation style that just kind of doesn't drag me in i because i can't put my finger on it so that's something that's interesting, too, I think, about it. And what makes it stand out is the animation style of Attack on Titan is, is a little... It's very distinct, um, because the manga is distinct looking like that. So, yeah. um, it to me, I was thinking about this as we were... Uh, you know, when I was thinking about what we were going to talk about in, in the episode. And I remember having a similar reaction when I first watched, watched the first episode of Soul Eater. I remember watching it and going, oh, this is really... The style of this is different, and it's weird, and it's kind of jarring. And I remember the first time I saw Attack on Titan, I was like, oh, this is really, this is really jarring. This is kind of these dark lines, this, um, this sort of, everything kind of had this outlined feel to it. Um, a little reminiscent of somewhat of, with, uh, like Helsing kind of can do, but not quite like that. Um, and, and it was jarring at first, but then I found out I really liked it and I like what it does because Attack on Titan is a very overly emotional show. Like, people are yelling and screaming, and it gets heightened. Everything's... I mean, it's life and death is what's at stake. So I understand where they're coming from with that. But I think the animation style actually gives it this very... Um, this sort of skeletal skull... You know, I, I just feel like I'm seeing... It's just... Everyone looks very, like, gaunt and this feeling of death because everything's so outlined everything's so defined you know like as if you're looking at the skeletal structure of someone do you know what i'm saying yeah i, th I think mm -hmm. i know what you're saying and that is definitely you know portrayed most with the titans and especially mm -hmm. the ones as they get kind of ripped down to their muscular look even more so yeah um i think though so i think going into this new season I was a huge fan of it, and I know it leaves you with cliffhangers, and it leaves you with some information that's, um, but, you know, it leaves off, so from season one, you know, they've, uh, 
captured Annie Leonhardt. She was it was revealed that she was the female Titan. Not a surprise. Um, and so they've captured her, but they can't actually. Uh, she's put herself in some sort of kind of hardened cocoon thing, almost, you know, for lack of a better term. And so now the Colossal Titan and the Armored Titan are back, and, um, well, it actually starts off with Wall Rose, they think, has been breached. Yeah, right? and that's that's the first episode or two, is there's two groups of people riding along Wall Rose trying to find this breach in the, in the wall because there are mm-hmm. Titans on the inside. Mm-hmm. And some of them are fighting them. And so you find out that um, other characters can, can become Titans. Um, oh my gosh, what's her name? Ymir? Yeah. Um, She's a titan. She she uses her titan form, and there's a lot of. Um, and now we're getting we do get a little more variety into the titans in, in this yeah. season. Where I I do think that helped. Where it gave them more characterization. You know, you see them more as characters a little bit now than these just giant mass monsters walking around. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's um, the characters now are more like characters you didn't really hear about or talk to in the the first season now are suddenly focal points in the show yeah i mean you get to see them you know and then as they start to come forward i i had no idea it was kind of like a twist to see you know the characters kind of and i'm blanking on everyone's name like, um, but like Bertolt and um reinar and uh and Ymir, i mean Ymir, yeah Christi- yes yeah christina Yes, and it, and it's just it's funny to think back to think that they were just kind of like, and then they they show you too. They'll bring you back, and they were bringing you flashbacks to how. Yeah, which I thought was such a cool thing because then it because then it made it made watching the first season feel like, um, like oh wow, all this stuff was going on underneath all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I, it, I guess, it was very planned, like it, in a good it, way. It def it definitely was, and I mean this is still way, they're still way behind the source material. So, mm-hmm. you know, oh, they, yeah. they might Mystical. be, I don't know how true to it it is because I haven't read the manga, but like they have that foresight where they can play with it a little bit. If that's what this was, sure. I'm not sure if that's what this was. Um, I, so I did appreciate that they gave the characters a little more characterization in this one, um, in this season. So in the first season, one of my biggest issues was that characters would change basically from the end of one episode to the beginning of another and almost seem like they had different motivations and different reasons for doing things. And they didn't ever show you that. Where it was, especially with the, the so main with, character, with so which with, was my biggest issue with uh, Aaron, isn't that? Yeah, yeah. Where he went from, it seemed like the end of one episode, he was still this headstrong, I want to kill all the Titans, I am absolutely sure what I want to do with my life. And then the next episode, beginning of next episode, all of a sudden he is the most unsure of himself person in the show. And I, I just felt like there wasn't this character development path where I couldn't understand any of the characters because they were changing abruptly and behind the scenes. Well, I do feel like, though, his uncertainty, I mean, he has a lot of different failures throughout the first season where things don't go quite as planned. Well, he's just still trying to figure himself out. I feel like there's, you know, and then obviously as he goes on, he realizes he can, you know, crazy control these these things well and that's so that's i i get what where it's coming from and i i get that mm. but it seemed like it was after six failures he still hadn't changed at all but on his seventh mm-hmm. failure all of that change that could have progressed over time happened at once if okay. that makes sense you know yeah. i no, i, I, I get where they were coming from i just i felt like it lacked progression um i will say so my other big biggest 
gripe with the show has been like what is what's what is the story you know this is a bunch of people trying to survive but no one really has an end game there's no real enemy like the titans are the enemies but the titans are these mindless monsters you know it's almost like a zombie movie yeah that works which for is a little where i bit, think the, but, the appeal is but, for so like but you, if you're gonna watch the show there needs to be more I, of a driving force than just that and then just the survival for you yeah because you there has to be a goal of overcoming this current situation otherwise you're just gonna watch all these people survive till they don't and well then i it's think like, there is that's... that goal though i mean they do have the goal they want to retake wall maria eventually and i feel like which just which just puts them in a slightly more beneficial situation but it's not escaping this life of getting killed by titans you know they're sorry no no oh my gosh you're fine um but i mean we always see the key around his neck and i feel like that's something that they don't necessarily say but we always see and he's still trying to is it like a a shed or a something and that also kind of annoys me because i think that was introduced in the first like three or four episodes almost that yeah like, oh we need or maybe not that early but it was around halfway through the first season they're like we need to get back to your dad's house so you can go see what's in the basement and it, it and just it seems like it's been way too long and they could have done that already but no no i feel like i i agree with you on that i'm i'm very impatient because i want to see what's ha- what's going to happen but i mean i feel like there's it kind of defeats the purpose of going down there if he's discovering things himself. Yeah. Well, which which could lead to there's more discovery that even discovering him, you know, things himself that this will unlock. I think the secret to what the Titans are, which I think we're starting to find in season two. Um, I know the second they were in the episode where, um, oh god, his name, the one with the shaved head, and I can't, it's, I can't think of it right now. But um, where his, it's it's his like town. Morgan or Megan or something like Matt, that, right? I think I thought it started with C, but. Oh, um, I could be wrong. If, Connie. If you watch, yeah, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, and so so when uh, that's he goes what I was like, it's his... a girl's name. I knew that. <laughs> yeah, um, so when he goes back to his town and they found they find uh, you know everyone's gone. There's no blood, but people have disappeared. Um, but the horses are still there. And then he finds his house and there's a titan just laying on it and it looks just like his mother, what? and it speaks and um. I mean, just, like, I think the second season did such a good job, too, of, like, like there's that moment where Reinar's like, oh, I didn't hear anything, you know? And then you find out, so super spoiler alert, and I'm surprised I actually didn't pick up on this sooner, and I think it's because they're minor characters, but that Bertolt and um, Reinar are the Armor Titan and the Colossal Titan. Yeah. Because once once it started coming together, I was like, oh, duh. This makes perfect well, and sense. I wish, I wish I would have, you know, taken the chance to look at everyone's faces, because... Annie and her Titan form, like they're very similar, mm-hmm. and Aaron and his Titan form. I mean, the hair obviously gives it away. So, you know, I wish I would have b- scanned everyone's faces to see if anyone yeah. was. But if I'm if I'm correct, oh sorry, um, no, if I'm correct ahead. though, you don't see Reiner and Bertolt until after you've seen the Colossal and the Armor Titan, and you don't see them again in season one. Or am I wrong? I can't remember. It's like, been is there a, a time since I've watched it? Yeah, is there a time? I, I, I think you might also be right. Could... Because you don't see, or in the very least, I don't think you see them um, within the time frame that you see Annie and the female Titan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you can really quickly be like, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, and obviously they look like where you have, um, you know, you see the Colossal and Armored Titan in episode one. And then there's a lot of stuff that happens. And so you're, you know, after watching 10 episodes or something or whatever, you kind of forget some of the stuff and the little things. And I think so maybe that's maybe why it wasn't 
as obvious to me. Yeah. And maybe it's obvious to some other people who watched it. This is just from, you know, for me. Um, but uh, I think, too, though, so one of the things, though, I think that makes Attack on Titan stand out is the action. I think that is something the show nails. For I... for the most part, I agree with you. Um, I don't think we need to see seeing someone bitten half at the legs every single episode because it seems <laughs> to be just thrown in there every single episode. Well, I think like... but I think that's something that's cool about this show is that is that anyone is at risk. They so established that early on. They established that early, and I, I, I do like that. Um, but it almost seems like sometimes it's just thrown in there as a reminder, like, oh, hey, these titans are vicious, they're biting people in half again. Like, it, it, it is, I, it, to me, it feels like a very repetitive scene. Like, it's just over, you know, mix it up a little bit. Okay, I can I can give you that. That maybe like it, it, sometimes it's in. yeah. Sometimes it seems like it's there just for the shock value to remind you that oh hey the show's shocking. You know I don't this know world's that's horrible. That's, yeah, that's just kind of you know we already know the world's horrible at this point. You know that doesn't need to be there all the time. But I will say like um so when in season two when they're all going out um and uh they're going to go fight all the titans and they're going to try to get Aaron back and uh, the armored and the colossal have you know. Um, escaped then when they're all going to fight all the titans and then they start getting destroyed i mean like you know because you kind of think in most series or most things that they would just go in there and kick butt and it'd be over and they're victorious but no they get decimated um oh yeah you know people uh get totally just wiped out so i don't know i think i i think that's does serve a purpose even later on that it shows that you know at any moment, at any time, these people are, are vulnerable. And I think that's what's, like, such a draw for this show, is that the idea that there's something greater than a human being and something more powerful and the, the absolute terror of that idea, but, like, why that's also so appealing for people. So I have a question for, for both of you. Anyone can answer first. Uh, what do you think about the all the different regiments and, and how, and I feel like it's almost kind of resembles how life could be here in a way you know like in Earth. terms of yeah and and the one i know there's the scout and then there's the military police the military police like i you know mm-hmm. the characters and stuff and how they how each character sorts themselves in like what is your opinion on on that and how it kind of relates you think it kind of relates back to you know maybe police work or anything like that i mean well I'm just curious. I'm curious, you know. Brandon, because I mean, since you were in the you were in the military. Yeah, I was. And and there's that if that's okay that I say that. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> um, fine. Sharing, just sharing personal information, but I think it's actually really valid though, is because there is a lot of um, and you know I have family who's in it too and stuff like that. Um, but there's a lot of different opinions between branches and sort of am I right? Yeah, so it it you know it, there is a div- not a division in the military, but you know everyone has their own way of doing things and. You know, if you are trying to work jointly with someone else, your way of doing things might be different than someone else's and people's heads butt. And then, you know, whoever has been there the longest and has the highest rank gets to decide anyway, so the argument was pointless. But, uh, <laughs> but no, no. Right. Kidding aside, yeah, that is, uh, <laughs> uh, that is kind of how things can go. Um, and they, I think they, uh, they, they do that well in displaying these, you know, internal struggles of, their governing bodies whether it be the military military police the religious sect thing from the first season mm-hmm. i that 
which that comes plot back point, in a second. Yeah, that plot point I'm kind of foggy on because it has been a while since I've seen the first season. I just remember the guy wanting to kill Aaron real bad. Well, um, because they worship the Titans, and then you yeah. find out in season two that the Titans are inside the walls, yeah. which never really gets entirely no, answered covered yet. Covered with no, a blanket. They, they yeah, kind of, they they kind of just like threw that in in like the third or fourth episode, and it's like, oh yeah, we remember the the Titan. The walls are made of Titans. Let's not address that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they never really. That is one thing. It's the second season. They never really come to the conclusion of that and i don't know if it's maybe because they want to capture the other titans or just or you know find out more from them yeah because they can't get the information from annie and i think that's the biggest thing they've captured her but they can't get any information and maybe they can capture these other guys and they, um, they do they do they really they don't address that past like the first two episodes right which the like, titans talk, are the talk about titans. An, no talk about annie at all um they do a little bit like, I mean, only because they talk because about two... well it's more because of Bertolt and Reiner are yeah. Reiner are friends, and and that Bertolt has a crush on her and stuff like that. Yeah, like she's mentioned, but they don't actually like revisit that plot point in the sense of actually going there at all. Not a after lot. After the no. first episode, maybe or second, which yeah. was I mean, yeah. That so that's I guess second season. I so I didn't I didn't really like the first season. I enjoyed yeah. watching it. It just didn't leave a heavy anything in me. You know, I didn't feel like i really needed more i didn't you know i didn't love it i didn't hate it but it just it seemed kind of bland it didn't hook me there was nothing that hooked mm-hmm. me and a uh, second season through most of it i felt the same way honestly you know it's really I, I find it very hard just i don't and i like i said i can't put a finger on exactly what it is but i can say i find it hard to relate to any characters or to really you know i don't feel like i get them i don't it's just kind of like, yeah, you live in a terrible time, and everyone's hyped up on adrenaline all the time. But like, I just can't find a relatable ground with most of these characters. Um, and but the end, so the last episode at least gave me a little hope for so, it. It gave a little more big picture, where okay, yeah, big spoiler alert. It's revealed that uh, Aaron is it Aaron or is it Ervin or no Aaron Aaron, Aaron. okay. Ervin is the um, Ervin's the other commander the guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who gets injured. Yeah, you know, you find out Aaron can control Titans, and that's why they're trying to kidnap him, and that's probably what his dad's research was all about. And you know, you can make these connections, but it it definitely gave it a more okay. Here's actually a goal for people type of things. I did think it was a little odd that right after all that happened when everyone's in the state of everyone's dying they're all frenziedly trying to run away and they're like oh yeah aaron can control titans like they put two and two together so quick it was kind of because as the audience it's obvious but it didn't seem like it should be something that was so obvious to the characters i just thought that was a little quirky yeah well i think um so thinking about what with how his dad's related i've what i think and i think i don't know this might be a theory that's out there but so apologies if it's someone else's thoughts too, but um, with, get, with, yeah. with a show like this, I'm sure every theory's I'm out sure there. I'm sure everyone's got to be, but yeah. um, but like so, I don't know. I'm thinking that has so with the Titans, uh, I don't know. This is just thought. Like, it, do you think it's like some sort of disease that is spreading in a way, or something genetic that happens because that you know they show that the Titans came kind of out of nowhere, and they've some of them have these super abilities. So do you think that maybe his dad was researching the Titans and how this sort of plague or this, this genetic um, mutation was happening. And then, and that's why he has the keys and the secrets to it. I don't know. That's just the, 
Yeah, it could, you guys think? It, it could be. And uh, I so I haven't put a ton of thought into it because, like I said, I'm just not the biggest fan. I'll still watch the third season. Like I still enjoy it enough on episode to episode basis that you know I'll keep watching it, but I don't put a lot of thought into it because I'm just not that into it. Well, I feel like um, I, I can't remember how Annie's dad. And there was like different scenes with him and and the other two Titans. What are their names again? Uh, Bear Tolton Reiner. Yeah, I mean, they didn't make. They didn't seem like they necessarily wanted to do certain things towards the end. So it does make me seem like it's. It, it could be part of your theory. I mean, when I thought about it, I thought maybe people are changing. The Titans are coming and they're these, you know weird things that don't have emotions or anything and just eat for fun um, because they don't have to consume people. So I was thinking that, you know, Aaron's dad did that in order to evolve the Titan. So then humans can live in Titan form and carry out their life like that. That's That, that was kind of like my spin off of it, what I was thinking. Yeah. I guess I could see that. I, I interpreted the the scenes uh, towards the end where uh, Raynar and other guy were sounding very <laughs> uncertain about themselves and like to a point where he is straight up delusional and multiple personalities. Um, well, yeah, there's that too. Yeah. yeah which is a whole different mm. thing. Um, but like I, I interpreted that as there is a, there is a larger driving force of what you could consider the bad guy that like, has I mean, yet a, to be revealed titan, it could it could be the beast titan very which was touched on but i, I was surprised how little it really um it's especially was. yeah because it was introduced early and it kind of seemed like okay this could be a very major plot point of this season going forward and then it just never was really so like yeah it could be the beast titan beast titan is still kind of ambiguous right now so it could be someone who hasn't been introduced right now like there's yeah. just I mean, there isn't a good developed evil i think because the, the, titan. the Titans in general just aren't really doing it for me, I guess. Mm -hmm. And the the Beast Titan, I could very well see being a neutral, like a neutral oh. uh, party in yeah. a way. I just like how he like picked up the weapons. What's the name of the I don't remember. Oh, he, the, like, um, he like picked them up and he's like, hmm, interesting. Gear, yeah. This could be useful. And then he just like walks away yeah. like, all right, cool. Yeah. So I wonder where he's going. And, and I, I believe it's in the beginning, the opening um, song and everything um, that out comes running with the lighting of the hearts of each animal. So I'm curious yeah, to see opening. how that, that fades so are, into. So are, are we going to eventually see Titans scaling the walls with uh, Titan-sized versions of whatever the... Uh, Different animals? No, no, whatever yeah. the... Uh, the, their mobility devices are called. Yeah, yeah, mobility gear. That's yeah, it, yeah. mobility it just, gear. It just yeah, Titan-sized mobility like... gears climbing up the walls. <laughs> oh, God, multi-directional. <laughs> yeah, right. It? Something like yeah. Um, it kind of just looks like all those like dinosaur figures and action or like animals that the like, little kids can line up. That's what it reminds me of. In, that in, in the opening video. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does kind of look like that. Um, so yeah, I think. In, in discussing season two and attack on titan i just think i think we just kind of want to talk like why why it's you know why we think it's a really great anime you should watch why we think we're kind of like on the fence about it um any final thoughts before we wrap this up um i 
so I, I've also, I've obviously spoken a little negatively about it. I would still recommend anyone to watch the show. It's 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 well done. It's well animated. It seems like it's decently written. It just hasn't hooked me for some reason. Um, you know, I work with a lot of people that don't watch anime, and when they talk about Game of Thrones, and I'm like, oh, I don't have time to watch that because I'm watching other things like anime, and I tell them that, and um. I think I definitely would recommend this. I mean, I think maybe I would start them with how I, I kind of, you know, got into anime, but um, I definitely would. I always try to share what I'm, I'm watching with other people, whether they watch anime or not. So, yeah. and uh, if, I think... if you do like game of Thrones, this is basically an anime spin on the night's watch. So <laughs> there you go. Which basically <laughs> means nothing to me. Yeah. It is very similar to a plot line in game of Thrones. Nice. Well, yeah, I think to wrap it up, I would just say, um, you know, I was really happy with season, both seasons. Season two, I think, keeps it keeps it moving along. I mean, it was shorter, but, um, you know, only 12 episodes. But I think it was a really, it, I, I feel like, I actually, what I appreciated, you know, I like the first season because of the intense action. It's a great action anime. Um, you know, I think that was really this, this kind of unique plot idea of this, um, thing that's greater than us that wasn't necessarily like you know with a lot of anime where it's maybe um something from outer space or it's like robots and mechs and things like that like this was like here's this other you know here's this other predator on our planet or you know in their world that can can take us on i think that's a really it was just like a really interesting hook and it got me and then um but i think like what i liked is that season two really kept it it dove deeper into the characters it really kept the story moving and then it kept me wanting to see more for the next season you know, it left us, left me going, okay, so, like, what's next? So, yeah, I mean, obviously, I would recommend this to anyone. Um, I think I may have even mentioned it in our anime mech- anime recommendation episode of something that people should watch. Um, I, I believe so. Yeah, so, um, cool. I just, I'm glad we just got to just ch- uh, sit and chat about, um, almost sound like I said something else. <laughs> <laughs> got, to, got to sit and chat um, about, about, the, about Attack on Titan and Death Note. So um, that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, NQO Podcast. Um, you can email us if you want to hear us talk about certain things or you have questions or um, thoughts, anything like that. So our email is nqopodcast at gmail.com. So we hope to hear from more people. Um, we appreciate anyone who's been listening. Um, we hope to have, you know, share it with your friends, tell people about it, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, Bye. see you next week.